0: Gonna do. Wake up, number one. Number two, brush your teeth.
1: Thought-provoking, funny, but mostly just entertaining. With nearly 100 years of combined life experience, prepare to listen in on excitement, intrigue, absurdity. This is the David Allen Show.
0: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?
2: This is not why
3: you were here! In the park, I think it was the Raise your right China. hand and
4: repeat after me. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear...
5: I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear... ...that I will
4: faithfully execute...
5: ...that I will faithfully execute...
4: ...the office of President of the United States...
5: The office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability. And will, to the best of my ability. Preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God.
1: Congratulations. Well, tell me you saw that coming. No. Mm -mm. No, no. Nope. No So uh, it's been Nearly 24 hours Since uh, Obama has left office uh, And the end of the world was going to come Has it? When you woke up This morning I mean I walked out And it
6: looked like a a nuclear holocaust outside Oh wait that was just the fog Yeah that was the fog I Yeah no No You know my fingers are still (laughs) crossed You know,
1: you're hoping for something.
6: Well, I'm I, I'm hoping it won't happen. Yeah, dear. Uh, yeah, I mean, my wife is not enslaved yet. Um, <laughs> I don't see a long line of uh, Hispanics being marched he out of town yet.
1: <clears throat> oh. He did do uh something. Is let's see where is it? Oh, it is Ashley Judd. I'm sorry. Uh, we were b- before uh, the show. We were just watching. Um. Democracy Now! is a very unbiased um, uh, reporting and live stream of the Women's March on Washington. Uh-huh. This is Ashley For Judd.
3: A toupee. Nazis renamed the cabinet electroconversion therapy, the new gas chamber, shaming the gay out of America, turning rainbows into suicide. Notes I am not as nasty as racism. Fraud Conflict of interest Homophobia Is this the pretty one Or
6: the other assault, one This is not the country singer
3: white uh, This is the one that will Bear
6: misogyny, her body on TV She's the crazy one
3: mm-hmm.
1: So She's an actress Her job is faking people out I'm So how Why does anyone is Take her serious
3: Girls like Pokemon before their bodies I don't know. have even developed. I am not as nasty as your own oh. daughter being your favorite sex symbol. She's the only white symbol.
4: actress I know that has said the N-word in movie. Like your a wet movie. dreams Ooh.
3: infused with your own genes. But, yeah, I'm a nasty woman. A loud, vulgar, proud woman. I'm not nasty like the combo of trump and pence being served up to me in my voting booth i'm nasty like the battles my grandmother's fought to get me into that voting booth i'm nasty like the fight for wage equality scarlett johansson why were the female actors paid less than half of what the male actors earned last year see even when we do go into higher paying jobs our wages are still cut with blades sharpened by testosterone why
1: this from is the millionaire the actress who makes a ton of
6: money woman woman for every movie she's in woman well and she follows the millionaire and activist
3: of a white man's Privileged daughter. This oh is not a feminist myth. This is This is a equality. joke. So stay woke,
1: people. So
3: we- <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle her.
1: What a joke. So this is what the um, the public school system is doing to our kids. Yeah.
4: Did she sound loving?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Nasty. Um. I'm going with no. Um. Uh, uh, Mark. Mark. Mark.
1: Uh, Van talked about uh, uh. Had a little, a little something to say. Maybe. Maybe if I can get it to work, about uh. tra Probably too long. But. Hello, everybody.
6: Mark Levin here. Our number
1: eight seven seven three. Yeah. Thanks. Hey. Hey, we don't care. Hey, we don't care
7: behind the scenes what's going on and talk radio land briefly.
1: Ooh, let's have it. This is our beat. You have conservatives who've been conservative
6: their entire career. They don't know what to say. You have some who say this is the greatest speech since Winston Churchill and Ronald Reagan. Talking about Trump's
1: acceptance speech. You have others who just are tiptoeing
7: around. Why don't they just tell you the truth? I think it was... An excellent version of his campaign speech. And I think that's what it was intended to be. Yep.
1: Yeah. I, I thought so. Yeah. And I kind of thought it was interesting that um, all the talking heads on most of the channels were shocked that he didn't come together. He didn't have soaring rhetoric like Obama because he's so good.
6: Uh, they just... Well, you know what happened is that every time that you've dealt with a, with a Republican... Uh, probably since Reagan. Um, they say all this stuff out on the, you know, when they're running for. Mm-hmm. And then they a, change. And then they change. That's the first thing that they do is they mm-hmm. change, and they go go to the middle. <clears throat> and this is the first time somebody hasn't done that. I mean, I was listening to it, and, and I, I couldn't believe. I was I was shocked. I was really shocked <clears throat> because he's right i mean he he didn't deviate at all no, no. and uh I saw um every uh um, let's see what oh, all every reference to climate change was deleted from the White House website at noon
1: oh let's go there, White House dot gov is the official Trump page now. (laughs) So when you first go there, you can sign up for updates. So they want to build their um, list because I've heard tell that that is Barry's retirement. Sorry, the former President Obama, his retirement is his mailing list because it's so vast and it's so valuable to rent that out. Oh, I've heard people say that one name on a mailing list is worth 10 to $20. Really? Yep. So when Andrew Lasco, the guy with the crazy jacket on TV, says, I'll give you my CD so you can learn how to sell houses and make a million dollars, all you got to do is send it, in, and I'll send it to you for free. You bet. Because 2 bucks to ship a DVD to you is way cheaper than... Uh, he's making, you know... So basically... 8,
6: eight to $18. So basically... They make their money by creating mailing lists and then leasing them out. Oh, we could totally do this. <laughs> we could totally do this. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you tell me that earlier? Okay. Well, and, uh, <sighs> even like local politics, I helped.
1: Uh, we're doing brand this a campaign, <laughs> and they uh, were talking about a mailing list. They did a big mailer, and they were talking about uh, the list they got. And so yeah, yeah, we we you know they bought a certain area, a list from a certain area, and so they. Had access to it for the campaign. I have no clue what that costs, but let's see. We're getting rich.
6: Alan, I'm in. (laughs) Capitalism. Riveting radio right here. No, uh, I think it is. (laughs) I'm enthralled. Uh, Stay woke. I just went to my happy place. Oh no! <clears throat> but then I came back. Yeah. Uh.
1: All right. Let's see. See what? Uh, to to buying or renting email lists. The. <laughs> uh. So you're eager to use the mail email marketing because it's obvious of its obvious benefits, but you don't have an email list. If that describes you, don't feel bad for you are far from alone. In fact, we hear from people with this problem every week. This website is called the inboxinteractive.com. If that describes you, regrettably, the world of email marketing lists can be a very confusing place. On the one side, you have the legitimate, super pristine, but usually somewhat expensive opt-in mail email list brokers, and the keyword here is legitimate, for these brokers offer genuine opt-in email addresses. Moreover, they typically rent these email addresses on a pay-per-use basis. They seldom, if ever, sell the email addresses. That means that you're not sending out the email yourself. Instead, you're sending your email's HTML file and possibly the related images to the list broker, and they'll handle the mailing for you. These rentals can be pricey, though. For consumer email lists, prices run about $100 to $150 CPM. That's cost per... Um, mil, which is fancy talk for cost per thousand so that's 10 to 15 cents a piece for a one-time rental of the email address and if you have very specific selects then the price can go up quickly business to business lists will run even higher usually starting at 250 and running as high as a thousand dollars per thousand And yes, 1,000 CPM means that you're paying a dollar for every email address. And remember, that's for a one-time use. Ooh, Pricey? At the other end of the spectrum, you have what is called the fly-by-nighters. These are the people who purport to have 100 million or 200 million opt-in email addresses and they'll send out crazy amounts of email for you, like 10 million emails for a ridiculously small amount of money, like 500 bucks. That's just crazy. These companies must simply work on the assumption that they will always find new customers willing to gamble. Because I can't see how they ever get any repeat business. In the handful of cases where I know for a fact what happened when someone used this kind of service, I'll tell you how many responses were received. Zero. Oh. So, uh yeah, per use, you're paying up you know, depending on the situation, up to a dollar per email. So if a campaign buys if they want to buy berries, who's what's he got? Thirty million people on that list, maybe? Yeah. Or more, sixty. Oof. That's um if someone wants to rent that once, even at five cents a piece. Not bad for a one time. Yep, you use that no one. No kidding.
6: Time, done. No kidding. Oh, did
1: you need to sort that? Okay, that's an extra so much purse we can sort for you. Uh, uh, so yeah, he's uh he's sitting pretty. And I think But that's does like he own it? His uh, his organization does, his campaign, I think.
6: Wow.
1: Hope and change, baby.
6: That's a lot of change. Stay woke. Oof. That's a lot of change. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, in case you don't realize, today's July, July, July. Wow. wow. January 21, well, 2017. The time... This is
6: the start of a new regime. Um, regime? Well, it's what the left thinks. Okay. Because usually regime is... is... Or dictators, right? Oh, oh, did we just offend finish one? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we did.
1: Um, there's just not much, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. I, I had the television on most of the day yesterday, watching different things, listening, just you know, I was curious to see what the how the inauguration would go. Yeah. Of the next Prez. Uh, I find it interesting that at noon, mm-hmm. it switches just like that. Like, they're done. Oh. No, so the transition of power, of actual, like, in control power, uh-huh. it's as soon as he says, I do, or whatever, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Done. Now, I think that they take the oath inside first because um, he has to get briefed and make some decisions right away before he even goes out there. Yeah. And so I think that the oath may happen beforehand, the official one.
8: Huh.
6: But you walk out Unless, there. I mean, sometimes, sometimes like with, with city councils and, and things like that, they'll decide something ahead of time, and then it'll either go into effect at a certain time. That could be. <clears throat> huh. Yeah, that, I think the interesting thing to me is um, there's so much that has to change and we don't have a clue on all the little no. stuff that has to. I mean, consider every, like I go to the VA for um, medical stuff. Every single one of those places has to have a new portrait of I president.
1: Know. And it's got to be up at noon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought about that yesterday. I was talking to my son about that. Everyone will have a new picture of the president.
6: And consider all of the uh, paperwork and different things. uh, Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Well, and just flipping the White House, they say they have five hours to do it. And that's remove everything Obama (laughs) and bring in everything Trump. And so when they walk into their, one of the articles I read, when they walk into their uh, living quarters. Yeah. All of their clothes are put away. All their pictures are up. Everything is there. It's there. It's like they're walking into their
6: place. Wow.
1: The transition happens when they're out celebrating.
6: That's crazy. Uh huh. So are they staying at the? I heard. Well, I think Trump will. But she won't. I don't know. I think they didn't want to take their <laughs> gigantic
1: son out of school in New York. Oh, is
6: what I, oh I see. Heard
1: that was back when he won. So I don't know.
6: Well, he's ten. You know. You know, he's six eight. Suck it up I know always... ten. Yeah. He's huge. I mean the weird thing about it is that he has to shave twice a day. Otherwise he gets this <laughs> this shadow
1: beard. Nice. The blonde <laughs> kid. Yeah.
6: Yeah, Baron. Right. You know <laughs> naming your child Baron. <laughs> that that's a like you know like, G- like George. Uh, who's who's the boxer? Foreman. Yeah, George Foreman. He named all of his kids George. Mm-hmm. That tells you something I about the narcissism. psyche. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think man. he has a lot of hopes for his son, Baron.
1: Yes. Uh, I did have the opportunity yesterday um, to talk to a friend of mine who was at
6: the inauguration.
1: Inauguration? Was he on stage? Uh, no. He was in apparently some VIP areas, though. Ooh. Uh, So I wanted to get a little, just a piece. Uh, We're going to post the whole interview on our uh, podcast feed. Sure. On the website, davidallenshow.com. It'll be up there uh, probably later today. Uh, So you get that. It's like 35 minutes long total, but I've got a little piece of it that we're going to listen to. Just I I wanted to get a sense of what it felt like and what the protesting was all about, if any. Yeah. Uh, And so it's kind of interesting uh, how that went, so... Uh, On the phone with us now, we have uh, Kyle Winter, who I've known for uh, several years now, um, who made it to the inauguration, Uh, was able to win the lottery, as they say, (laughs) uh, to get tickets that were available uh, in the state of Oregon. Uh, I'm curious a little bit about, you know, there was so much stuff going on um, with the possibility of protesters, and there's going to be disruptions everywhere, and we're just not going to let this inauguration happen, this is he's illegitimate as a president. Um, Talk to us a little bit about how it felt there. Did it feel safe, like on the ground in D.C.?
7: Absolutely. I, you know, I was kind of, you know, just watching the news before going, you know, reading the Drudge Report, watching, you know, things on CNN, watching from Fox News, um, reading articles about what could possibly happen and, and you know foretellings of these massive groups that are going to show up, and Shut so we were kind of down, prepared and yeah. yeah and on edge for a little bit. But once we got there, honestly, we've only we only saw maybe a dozen protesters on our entire trip. Now, does that mean like um, people with three, signs three of or people doing something a, bad? These are people that actually were either planning on protesting which we saw in a Walmart with three people we were getting some stuff and we were talking about pro- going to <laughs> protest Trump Trump inauguration That's hilarious. um the the rest of them were um today um leaving uh, there's this guy on a big bullhorn or a, or a microphone um you know yelling and screaming it sounded like there's a massive group in front of us as we're leaving and the whole crowd started you know chanting USA 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 and by the time we got to him, you know, this herd of cattle walking through, mm-hmm. we finally got to him There's two guys holding a sign. Really yelling on a, yelling on a bullhorn. And I walked by and I laughed and says, that's the protest. <laughs> and so that was, you know, the, that's the largest group that we saw. Um, but then we headed to a restaurant and uh, CNN was on and was showing a lot of the stuff going on in DC. And I'm, All I'm right. just, you know like, where is this? Because, for one, the atmosphere was not anything um, that showed a, a protest environment. Everybody was excited. Everybody was proud. There was so much um, camaraderie there. There was no fear um, anywhere. People were just happy-go-lucky, excited, and there was nothing about like, oh, my gosh, there's protests. Like, we didn't see any. I couldn't even hear anything wow. until we sat down in a restaurant and looked up at CNN and watched all this um going on right in the town that we're at and you know i'm sitting here i'm like i'm understanding fake news now <laughs> um, there was <laughs> there, there right. was some protesting but it was consolidated down to a couple of blocks um uh, up in another part of dc where they the the riot team and all that have them consolidated you know they were not anywhere in the trump um or the inauguration um, border area at all. I mean, we even walked out of it here. It was about uh, six o'clock. We were walking out of the, the the restricted zone, and we're expecting to run into people. No, we have people coming off the subway, all in their glam gear, heading to the balls, walking down uh, you know, downtown D, not a worry on them. Um, they're getting ready to go to a nice evening to celebrate the Trump inauguration um, with no fear, like, absolutely confident that there was nothing going to happen. And that was the feeling I was looking at like, wow, you know, here's protesting going on. Mm-hmm. I have no clue where it is, but everybody's just going along with life as business as usual. Right. Um, so, but I was talking to some other or uh, messaging some other friends that were in the area that said that um, they, they were up the street from them, but they were in, they were in a different part of the inaugurational part. Um, and, um, you know, they said there's some stuff going on and, so I kind of, you know, asked them some questions about it. And then also another friend of ours who is there with the bikers for Trump was kind of right there
1: like um, in the middle of it,
7: in, in the middle of it, kind of a deal, kind of just protecting, um, um, you know, anybody that's
1: the, the you Trump, know, Trump supporters, and
7: right? The, the, the Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of guarding and protecting them. And we actually ran into some of them at Trump, uh, hotel and, uh, they were, uh, kind of just said, hey, we are here, there's 50,000 of us strong, and we are here to protect you. And, you know, that was a great thing. Like, I felt confident and comfortable that they've got our backs, they're here for a reason, and it's to keep us safe. And they were in kind of the the middle of that, just to to hold the line, making sure they're not going to get involved or, you know, know, step out of line and start attacking us Trump supporters. So absolutely safe, 100% safe is how I felt.
1: What was the demeanor of the law enforcement? how were their attitudes
7: great um i think every pretty much everyone i saw and they felt appreciated um lots of people around us were also thanking them i mean you just hear people thanking them they're just like hey you know you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome and mm-hmm. i think they felt really appreciated by the the us trump supporters i mean the whole theme was about law and order and about our law enforcement and right. i think they really felt that we had their back and their and and and, and supporting them uh this whole time um so, and it was great we also saw um they also brought in uh quite a large amount of border patrol also and they actually got some good cheers during the parade because that was one of the themes of Donald Trump was
8: yeah, we the want wall to take our borders yeah.
7: back and we need to support our border agents their mm-hmm. hands are tied they're in handcuffs because you know there's an administration that won't let them do their job and they felt <clears throat> appreciated and it was good to see them there um being a part of this thing
1: Uh so you didn't have you know you there were really no protesters around where you were um of the, uh, everyone else that you ran into, was it a, a positive cheery like attitude? Did the, was it a, did it feel kind of exciting or did it feel kind of blah?
7: Uh, it was absolutely exciting. Um, at least the, the section that we were in, I mean, we were in the, you know, VIP area of the, you know, of what we would consider the VIP area of, of the, um, inauguration uh, people are exciting um, I was at one of the Trump rallies in Eugene, and it was the same environment. Um, uh, it was an experience. Um, I mean, you got some people that are chanting, "Lock her up as Hillary came down. There were lots of boos <laughs> at Hillary when they came down. The, 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 you probably would not see that in the media at no, all, but no, no, the crowd no. was booing really? Hillary Clinton a couple times whenever her face popped up on the jumbotrons the crowd just started booing um, her and a couple were saying, lock her up. And
1: uh, as soon uh, as soon on the, the the news feeds uh, as soon as Pence uh, finished his um, swearing in, (laughs) there was silence for a minute. And I heard somebody yell out, lock her up.
7: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was was a bunch of that going on all, all, all over the pit, all over the place Um, chance from one side. And there's, there'd be chance from the other side Um, and, uh, the, the one thing I did appreciate, um, you know, a lot of us understood Hillary Clinton, um, issues in politics. Um, but when Obama and Michelle came out, um, there was a cheer, there was a clap, Mm -hmm. there was respect uh, for him being our president. And that was a great, I mean, that showed that, you know, we're, we are non-biased. We, we do, um, have respect for you and and appreciate what you um you know w- what you have done as a president um we may not agree with you but we still respect you and that was shown um there and i wasn't sure what was going to happen you know i was kind of just sitting back like okay what's going to happen when obama comes you know mm-hmm. you know i was talking with uh matt brady's isn't you know i mean heck back in the olden times people would turn their back Right. The leader that right. They didn't like, you know, or are they going to boo at him when he walks down. But it's actually some clapping and cheering. It wasn't like over the top. It wasn't an appreciation that you are a president and we're appreciating the fact that you are leaving office mm-hmm. also. <laughs> so
1: uh, One thing I can remember from uh, Obama's first inauguration in 08, um, it seems like the mall was just absolutely trashed after that event. Just garbage everywhere how was the the how are the grounds as people left today
7: um, I was actually watching that uh, I had a discussion with uh, uh, my wife and Matt. I'm, I says you watch I says I remember how trash the mall was when uh, when um, Obama came in and I says you watch you're gonna see people picking up trash as they leave and they're gonna try to leave this place absolutely spotless and sure enough when we're looking around it was clear Wow. People were having p- other people's garbage that were left behind, some water bottles. Trash cans were overflowing with garbage. I mean, that's the only mess that we saw were the trash cans that were overflowing in garbage. Mm-hmm. But the grounds were, were were very well taken care of by all the... I mean, we have values.
1: Well, and that's that's one of the things that seems to be one of the separators between the two ideologies, is that the, the yep. conservative mindset typically... Um, wants to take care of the the things that they have yep. and have access to, whereas the liberal and mindset just wants more wants more stuff given to them,
7: or yeah. wants somebody else to take exactly. care of everything yeah. for them.
1: Yeah, and that yeah. that that, that yeah. I think is where a lot
7: of the you clean up my mess, you wipe my butt, <laughs> exactly, you, know, yeah. you and pay for it, darn You it. do all those things for me, and yeah, and 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 pay me too. You know, give me a little bit extra cash too. You know, right, kind of right, a deal.
1: Well, uh, thank you, Kyle. I appreciate your time. It's Always fun to have actual eyes on the ground at things like this. You know, you get you get one thing from from the news media and, you know, it's the thing yeah. that their advertisers OK them to to tell you. And so it's kind of nice to to uh, to get an actual perspective that's um, untainted, I guess, by yep. by by money. Uh, thank you once again, Kyle, for calling in. Uh, you can check him out. Uh, on YouTube at Kyle Winter is his YouTube channel. uh, Kyle Winter uh, on Facebook. Uh, He's got uh, each day a video blog up. It's always a fun thing to check that out and see what he's got going on. Um, Thank you much. Uh, This is The David Allen Show. The David Allen Show. Again. Mm. That was good. That
6: was yeah, so really good.
1: But I, I remember that. You know, it's just destroyed the pictures of them all on Washington. It just looked like garbage dump. Well, look at
6: uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street. Oh, man, yeah. Look at, I mean,
8: <coughs> mm-hmm.
6: yeah. the people that go to those tend to be self-entitled babies or um, people have been badly hurt in their lives mm-hmm. and so they they act out yeah. or people who've had absolutely no uh, upbringing or uh, values in, uh, you know taught to them I mean you will never see that at a conservative event because no. You, you have grown-ups who are there, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> who actually have jobs. Yeah. 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 So
1: it'll be interesting to see what the mall looks like after this uh, March.
6: Yeah. Women's March today. I will th- interesting. I think, uh, well, you know, it might be different because women tend to be, hey, I'm stereotyping. All right. Yeah. I'm mansplaining. No, uh, but women tend to be more. Those I would think men, women? Well, not Come all on. of them. I bet, I bet. It, in spite of all those people that are, all those women are going there. Only a small fraction don't shave their armpits. So, I think uh, the rest will. I bet a lot of them have children. But we'll see. You we'll think see. a lot of those women have children? Yeah.
1: Well, maybe they do and they regret it. Maybe that's <laughs> it.
6: <laughs> you never know. Yeah, never know. But like. I, I don't think the crazy liberal. I think it's more of the crazy men that are the bigger slobs. But I could be wrong. Okay. They should do a I s- used to study clean public
4: bathrooms. Well, they weren't public. They were in a bank,
6: and the women were. Di- I've heard women are pretty disgusting when it
1: oh. comes to stuff like that.
4: I I used
1: to. I used to clean public restrooms and.
4: Yeah, the stuff in their body would be on the walls.
8: Mm. Mm. Mm.
2: Mm.
6: <laughs> we'll just
0: splice that out later.
6: <laughs> but don't you think? I mean, rather than arguing. With liberals say, okay, how about you do this? The next time you have an event, be polite to people and clean up after yourself. And the minute you do that, then we'll talk to you they like an talk adult. To you again. Okay. But otherwise, we're going to treat you like a child because you act like a child. Is that biblical? I think so.
1: Uh, I want to know who authorized Chuck Schumer. Oh, I know to speak. Yeah, at the inauguration well, of Trump. Is
6: it because he's the minority? No, I could be but
1: then verify what he's going to say
6: or what if he's a minority
1: my fellow americans we live in a challenging and tumultuous time a quickly evolving ever more interconnected world a rapidly changing economy that benefits too few while leaving too many behind a fractured media a political politics frequently consumed by rancor We face threats, foreign and domestic. In such times, faith in our government, our institutions, and even our country can erode. Despite these challenges, I stand here today confident in this great country for one reason. You, the American people. We Americans have always been a forward-looking, problem-solving, optimistic, patriotic, and decent people. Whatever our race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, whether we are Immig- immigrant or native born whether we live with disabilities or do not in wealth or in poverty we are all exceptional in our commonly held yet fierce devotion to our country and in our willingness to sacrifice our time energy and even our lives to make it more per- make a more perfect union and then trump comes up and says <laughs> Politics is terrible. <laughs> We're not going to stand for this. Yeah. We're not going to do the same old, same old. This We're country's t- a disaster. Power. We're taking power out of the out of government and giving it back to you. <clears throat> Which is it? Or was he allowed to do that just to prove that he's a petulant little child? Yes. Yep.
6: Oh, okay. There you go. Then that might be worth it. Um, I don't know. I think... Don't you think that with a radical... Uh, the radical left, they have the same mindset as Lucifer?
1: Maybe, or...
8: Of
6: just oh, oh, rebellion. Oh, more than likely, yeah.
1: Or was it maybe they wanted him <laughs> to be forced to announce um, Clarence Thomas to administer the oath of office to the vice president, who is the president of the Senate. So he was dissing Clarence Thomas? No, no, they forced Schumer... To do that, to have to say And now, let's welcome Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas Who I hate To swear in the guy that's going to run the Senate So I'm basically rubbing (laughs) his face (laughs) in it Maybe, yeah Ah. I can get behind that I don't know It's probably not that, but This is the David Allen Show
5: (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 this
2: shit, that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold This one for them hood girls Them good girls, straight masterpieces Stylin', violent living it up in the city Got chucks on with Saint Laurent Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty I'm too hot Got a police and a fireman I'm too hot dragon will retire man. I'm too hot. Hot say my name you know who i am i'm too hot. Hot band, girls hallelujah girls hallelujah girls hallelujah cuz uptown funk don't give
1: it to you Cause funk give it to you yeah
6: these words mean nothing <laughs> <laughs> uptown funk don't give it to you
8: yeah
6: I wonder how often he says Siri. What words rhyme with Don't
4: believe me
8: just
4: right. Don't believe me just white. Don't believe me, just white. Don't believe
1: me just white. Wait a minute. I wanna know how many
6: things the Obamas took. White House Now Them Or their lackeys Well Both I bet their lackeys Took a bunch Well
1: because I mean there's A fair amount of I think Evidence that The Clintons took A whole lot of stuff When they left Yeah This is our China We used it They did
6: Oh nice Oh they did
4: (laughs) Yeah They had to give a
1: lot of it back Oh bummer
6: That would be funny. I, I wonder if anybody, like, showed up with a U-Haul and backed in and then started, you know.
8: Well, apparently
1: they have the Obama moving van and the Trump moving van. They're, like, different ends of the White House. So they're basically just shifting is what it is what they talk about. Uh, this will make you happy, David. What's that in the sky? A bird? A plane? No, it's E.T., UFO enthusiasts have long believed that the government has held back knowledge of extraterrestrials. Some say that they even have possession of aliens, alien creatures at places like Area 51. One thing is for sure, a lot of time and money has been spent by governments and private interests alike to contact beings not from our planet. Another thing for sure, money talks. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Unless you are Hillary Clinton. Well, there's smoke doesn't mean there's fire if it comes to my emails. Many believe that the government is hiding the truth from us because they think we can't take it. Perhaps they fear a type of mass hysteria or even riots in the streets. Well, we get that when Trump's inaugurated. It sure would seem to be a lot better to tell us the truth than for a UFO to set down on the 50-yard line at a packed football stadium.
6: That'd be cool.
1: The government is going so far as to beam radio signals deep in space to make contact. Maybe they're trying to prepare us. Well, the CIA has been looking to the sky and decided to share. The CIA posted almost a million declassified files online this week, offering a fascinating record of unexplained UFO sightings and the agency's secret operations. Ooh. Around 930,000 documents, totaling more than 12 million pages, have been posted online. Previously, the files were only available to the public at the National Archives in Maryland, Maryland. Spanning early CIA history, the Cold War, Vietnam, and the U-2 reconnaissance aircraft. The archive also details a number of UFO incidents. A UFO search of the archive at Electronic Reading Room on the CIA's website, returns 1,738 items, the earliest of which is dated 1942. Strange sightings are described on files such as 1966 file detailing a, quote, unusual phenomenon on the horizon near the border between Iran and the former Soviet Union. Quote, As we were approaching the Rudshire Beacon, Located approximately 25 miles west-southwest of Mahrabad Airport, Tehran, we suddenly observed a brilliant white sphere approxi- approximately approximating the coloration and intensity of full bright moon. Turns out it was the moon. No. Uh, <laughs> the sphere appeared suddenly, and at the first sighting was approximately three times the size of a full moon. I hope they're not talking about a person's full moon. <laughs> In 1953, a document describes UFO sightings in Spain, Greece, Algeria, and the then French Morocco, detailing a number of incidents based on local newspaper reports. The subject of the file is, quote, military unconventional aircraft. This is not the first time that the CIA has opened its UFO files. Last year, the agency posted a smaller trove of once classified UFO documents. The documents also offer a rare insight into the CIA's clandestine operations, such as a confidential document titled Invisible Photography and Writing Sympathetic Ink, etc. The file describes a number of methods for producing invisible ink, such as writing with starch on linen. Another method involves a heavily diluted sulfate of copper, which can be used, quote, in writing with a soft toothpick between printed lines. You can bet that the CIA isn't releasing the really good stuff. UFO sightings have been reported by astronauts, military and commercial pilots, Navy ships, police, and thousands of people. It doesn't seem likely that many sightings, especially from from so many highly trained professionals, can all be wrong. In highly publicized incidents, NASA has cut the live feed coming from the International Space Station immediately after an unexplained object came into frame. This has happened multiple times. Images from the Hubble Space Teles- tel- Telescope have also been censored after certain images were captured. Holy cow. Astronaut Scott Kelly's UFO photo generates extraterrestrial buzz. Scott, who recently set a new record for time spent in space, took a picture of the object while, boarding, while aboard the ISS and sent it out on Twitter. Quote, in the upper right of the photo, you can clearly see a large object with two lights on each end. It also appears to be very large and constructed. What's his name wrote. again? Uh, Scott Kelly. Follow the money. Russian billionaire Yuri Milner's breakthrough Breakthrough Listen initiative to search for signals from extraterrestrial life is gaining access to China's fast radio telescope. He committed $100 million to rent time on this. The largest radio telescope in the world and at the and at the Greenback West Virginia Radio Telescope. These projects are dedicated solely for listening for extraterrestrials. The world's largest radio telescope, whose 1,650-foot-wide dish, will scan the heavens for signs of intelligent alien life, among other tasks. It's located in a remote section of China, away from any other possible radio interference. I've been to the Green Bank Radio Telescope site. It's over four football fields in diameter. I have friends who live there. Green Bank, West Virginia, lies in the National Radio Quiet Zone, where electronic transmitters are strictly regulated. Cell phones, Wi-Fi, TV, and radio are banned, so satellites can gather information from space. Home within a certain distance from the site are even forbidden from having microwave ovens. I'm sure the Chinese are even stricter. I don't believe all these sightings, all the time and money spent, would be happening if something wasn't going on. The government should come clean. Why don't they? The hysteria issue aside, there's no question we're engaged in the rapid militarization of space. The Chinese are developing anti-satellite weaponry. If we lose our satellites, our defense capabilities are all but crippled. We're developing hypersonic engines that are expected to eventually propel aircraft and missiles up to Mach 20, there are there is again multinational interest in returning to the moon. All these things are not coincidental. However, whoever makes initial contact with extraterrestrials might just might have access to some type of highly advanced technology. I'm just saying. It would be interesting to see who we would who would be who we would appoint as ambassador to our new friends. I know, I know. Hillary.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you know,
1: space news on the David Allen show. <laughs> I
6: have a, I have a uh, relative who's, um, one of his, is, of his in-laws works for, he's a rocket scientist. And he worked. he's worked many years for, uh, Raytheon and the rest of them. <clears throat> and uh um you know he's never said really anything that he does but i i do know everything that he does is very compartmentalized and we could have stuff out there that is amazing and very few people know the full picture of it they just know a sliver of it um so i mean a lot of it could be we could be doing a lot of stuff that we had no idea was possible. <clears throat> However, you got to stay woke. Yes. I uh I <clears throat> I personally, as I mentioned last time, I'm sorry, believe that they're interdimensional Ooh. rather than uh intergalactic extraterrestrial. Oh. <clears throat> because they do things that are impossible via the law of physics, like going <laughs> 5,000 miles per hour, and then doing uh, a 90-degree turn, if there was any anything alive in there, by doing that, it would... It's flat on the ground. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> and even if... Even if... Uh, As if. They could figure out some way to change gravity. The biggest thing for me is um, if there are extra terrestrials and they come from another part of the universe why would they come here and not communicate that makes absolutely no sense it makes no, and we've been searching everywhere for however long we beam stuff out in space if there were tons of all these civilizations out there somebody would have come and then why would we assume that they're going to be nice rather than why couldn't we assume like uh what's his name um, who's the physicist in the wheelchair?
4: Stephen Hawking. Oh, yeah. yeah,
6: Stephen Hawking is like, hey, don't try to communicate to them because, the, you know, they might come and destroy us all, so we should stop trying to communicate to them. Yeah. It's a narrative along with evolution that they're trying to combine those Fact. two. Fact. Fact. Check. check. <laughs> Um. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that stuff's
1: interesting. You betcha. It was funny listening to Shepard Smith. Talk oh, about I'm sorry. As soon as uh, I want to say Obama, as soon as Trump did his thing and then was out of that, apparently they take him into a room. And give him all the secrets, and Shepard was trying to tell us all the secrets he's learning right now. There's things that we'll never know. We're not allowed to know as the citizens, so and he's gonna know these things. Oh we don't know, but uh, well, yeah. he's gonna know these things
6: right now. Duh. <laughs> well, but <clears throat> the truth is there's a bunch of stuff they're not gonna tell him.
1: Oh sure. He doesn't yeah. need to know. Yeah. Better if he doesn't know. Yeah. Is that plausible just
6: deniability? Just because you're president doesn't mean that you have top secret access to everything. Or that. Or that. <clears throat> I wonder if any president harbored some like bitterness against their like third grade teacher or something like that, <laughs> and so that they had the CIA going like uh, frame them for I don't know as a coke dealer or something like that. I wonder if anybody, you know, that one area in their life. It has to happen, you bet. Yeah, okay. Just wondering. It'd be kind of cool if you could do it. I'm not saying it'd be cool to do it.
1: Kind of made it clear we don't believe in UFOs. I mean, we don't believe in extraterrestrial beings. Yeah, yeah? or at least yeah. you don't. I don't. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we went to the moon, right? I'd say we did,
6: <laughs> but I'd be okay if we didn't. What do I know?
1: Do you know the distance between uh, the Capitol and the Wash? Is it the Washington Monument, the big tall pointy thing?
6: No, but I know Not that's hot- six hundred and sixty-six. You know no, no, How long high. is it? I don't know. Do we know how
1: long the Mall of Washington is?
6: Uh, that, where all the people sit. I'm just thinking. Like where the, the slaves of go? Force go <laughs> Yep. And it looks like a good half mile. I don't know. Is that a Siri question? Hey, no, I'll do it. Uh, how long the. What's it called again? How long is the Washington Mall? Is the Washington Mall? It is w- one between the Capitol steps and the Lincoln Memorial the Mall spans 1.9 miles. Between the Capitol steps and the Washington Monument it's 1.2 miles.
1: Okay, cuz there's uh, the Capitol pointy tall thing mm-hmm. and then Lincoln. Yep. Okay, that's uh, 2 miles almost? No, 1.2. Oh, 1.2, 2, okay. Yeah. So, how many is the be- to- between the Washington Monument and
6: the Capitol buildings how long? Uh 1.2. 1.8 kilometers
1: Oh uh, s- Fun side note I heard And I assume it's true Because it was on Cable television Uh-huh Uh-huh uh, uh, Reagan is the, He's the one That changed Where the inauguration Location happened They used to do it Around back At the yes. car- carriage house Yes And him uh, Supposedly being The television man That he was He said Well the good picture Is on this side So then they changed it Really Thank you Reagan Yeah
6: Yeah I guess he- yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't know. Maybe that maybe that's why he got shot oh, later speak, on. Speaking
1: speaking of that. Um You have that Okay, so we've got half a mile roughly, at least. Or no, 1.2 miles. No, no, no. Between Washington Monument and and the Capitol, half a mile. Point 0.7. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Point Well, point 0.6 technically if it's 1.2. Oh,
6: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 1. Point.
4: Two,
1: and then 1. 1.9.
6: 1. 1.9? Well, between the Capitol Steps and the Lincoln men- Memorial, it's 1.9. Oh, okay, okay. Between okay, the oh, Capitol yeah, yeah, okay. Steps yeah, okay, 1. and the Washington right. Monument, the mall spans 1.2 miles. Oh,
1: okay. My, I misheard. Um, How in the world do you think they... How do you clear that of snipers? Is there just nothing around that's tall enough to get through that barrier of glass?
6: Well, who, who mentioned somebody, maybe it was you, uh, mentioned, you know, why isn't the glass hired? Oh, well, I, I thought that. I don't know if I mentioned it today, but I did think that yesterday. Well, do you think, Do you think they sent out like agents? To see where in, they would Yeah, any location someone? where you could potentially shoot it off the ground. Sure. And then you, you shut down those areas or put a sensor in there or a camera or something like that in there? I you know one question that I that I have too is how many months before <laughs> before ugh, it got me uh, how many months before the inauguration shot. do they like I would imagine they have to shut down the mall or uh, well keep ta- people talking, from bringing stuff in talking there? to
1: Kyle um, they arrived on Tuesday and went straight to the Capitol to for a tour and yeah. after, from Wednesday on Wednesday to Monday it's shut down completely shut yep. So, on Wednesday, they shut everything down there.
6: And then just go through everything with a a fine-tooth comb, make sure
1: there's no bombs or anything like that. I guess. Yeah, he said he got. um, And you can find all this out if you listen to the full show, the full interview. Not if, when. When. When you listen to the full interview. Yeah. um, After Trump won. He was online buying tickets, uh, airplane tickets, and hotels, mm-hmm. and then he applied to get into the lottery to win one of the tickets available.
6: Oh, um, in Oregon. Wait, wait a second. So every state has a lottery for a number. Gets allotted so
1: many tickets. Oregon got four hundred tickets. So I'm sure it's based on population. It's got to
6: be. So okay, um, so four hundred tickets. It's like twenty thousand people could be there or well, well
1: i assume like california based on population 50, would 000. get uh,
6: some thousands of them i would assume well i know Although
1: th- for a trump inauguration they probably had lots left over
6: <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably for the average citizen then they have other people like i know two kids and two adults came from from where i live mm-hmm. went to it through uh 4-h okay so that's four in it, one It's area. either that
1: or um, the states divvy up certain amounts that go to different. Groups. Oh, that, okay. that could be, I, I don't know the exact Oh, thing. no, I was but, just wondering. But in all okay, the, he it. said in all of the, um, trying to figure out how to get tickets, that's where it directed them to senator's office. Did they do a background check on everybody who got a ticket? Oh, they have to at some point, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. Because he didn't find out if they got tickets until two weeks ago. Oh. So I, I asked him, what are you going to do um, if. Well, what were you going to do if you didn't get tickets to the event, but you have hotel and everything booked? So they were going to go to the parade and just go. Yeah, but of course. And and, and I, I asked them. There are areas that anyone could go, but it's getting into because they were in kind of a VIP area up close. They weren't very far away, and so probably the tickets get you. How many people? Uh, he had four, and then a friend of another friend of ours had four. So then,
6: um. So all four had to apply or did? No. No. One person I, I think applied. he applied and was
1: able to go get four for his family, I think. Okay.
6: Or something. And then do they have to do the background on the family? I don't know that. Huh. Um how many people showed up at the inauguration that had to be vetted or I, whatever? Oh
1: man. You mean like
6: well there I mean there's checks you got to go through to get in, especially to those areas. I mean he had a ticket. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which got how many people into... got tickets? I mean, for for a Mac, that makes a lot of noise.
1: I know we... that's the new style keyboard. You'd think it'd be better.
6: Get tickets.
1: I want a number. Don't. I don't want to get them. It's over.
6: It's over, Johnny. It's over.
1: Nothing is over. Nothing. You can't just turn it off.
6: From Rambo. Thank you
1: apparently 200 million dollars <laughs> might have been spent on the inauguration get out of
6: here really well is that security and everything
1: oh probably everything did you see the fireworks show the friday night or uh-uh. sad thursday night uh-uh. wow it was fantastic um, <laughs> well and i'm sure that pre that trump had a ton that he could divvy up to his donors yeah. and all that stuff so
6: um they all had
1: things And it was free. They
6: didn't have to pay. Obama's first inauguration in 2009 was attended by more than 1.8 million people. Second was attended by 1 million, and it looks like Trump's was attended by, um, okay, this is early estimates, oh, about a million. So... Huh. Bill Clinton's second inauguration was attended by 250,000. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Probably half are his bimbos, so <laughs> Um wow, uh So for a week beforehand, it's got to be 24/7. I wonder how many radiation detectors they had. You think throughout you, the city? You think so? Oh yeah. I want to know how much how much bulletproof clothing Trump
1: had on. Yeah. And and if uh, his wife Melania had any on, because couldn't I don't that'd be pretty thin if it was in there. Yeah.
6: Well, maybe uh, maybe DARPA put on some spray, a bulletproof spray on tan, and so that's why he wears the the the, you know, that's why he always has a tan. Says it's for vanity, but it's actually. Oh, so his face is bulletproof. Yeah. So his face wow. is bulletproof. Just wondering. Huh. <clears throat> um, and the number of people because. It's one thing if it was just Trump coming out, but Obama was there. I mean, the Supreme Court justices were there.
1: Yeah, I want to know who the designated survivor was.
6: Yeah, it was probably the undersecretary for... uh, Maybe it was General Mattis. Indian rights or something.
4: Oh, yeah. I think it was Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) He's already played that before.
6: (laughs) But they have to have they have to have a group of people whose whole sole purpose in life is to come up with ways to get around the security to brainstorm ways to get around You mean that's got to be one of their people? Yeah, one of their people mm-hmm.
1: who examine It's probably those all people who successfully events. do it in Russia and Germany. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And who watch those through the scope. Yeah. You know, watch those
6: inaugurations for those people. It has to be but I mean, consider the sewer system. Yeah, um, you know, there's one poor sap, maybe, maybe a <laughs> Secret Service guy who screwed up, <laughs> fell asleep, and now you get to go down to the sewer, and, you no, know, you get to stay there with a the radio. Um, I just, I just can't imagine how crazy the security is. How many people in the audience were play, uh, playing clothes, uh, Secret Service? How much, I mean, and then you have the White House, right? They have mm-hmm. that bunker and that super-fast railroad underneath the White House that will ferry you away to a bunker in one of the mountains. So everybody there has got to be on high security, ready to rush VIPs. Like if there was a nuclear... Like, for instance, like you were talking beforehand, if... Russia at that time thought we're going to launch a few nuclear missiles. Who gets to who gets who gets the suitcase? Who gets to make the okay say yes, we're going to retaliate. No, we're not going to retaliate. We're going to to take the first salvo and then we're going to launch afterwards. I mean, who's got I mean, all that has to be figured out beforehand. Well, I learned from a uh, a
1: Rather reliable source about a week ago, <clears throat> that there are all around the world. Yeah, there is a submarine with hot nukes. Yeah, ready to fire on anybody. Yeah, on, in the world, in the globe. Yeah, all they need is to go ahead and they push the button. Yeah. So right now, these subs are live with
6: nukes. They He's have just, to Is just waiting? They have to somewhere. Be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's crazy. Um, so, but then who's going to? Because they're not going to launch unless they get.
1: Well, Hillary told us during the debates that they have four minutes to comply with the order, right? Yeah. So we know it'll take four minutes. When when someone who has that the actual red button says push it, four minutes has has to be.
6: Can you imagine? I, I can't imagine with her being president. Oh, okay, man. you can say whatever you want. If she's in one of her funks where she's screaming at Bill because <laughs> she found out there's another bimbo, and she's throwing stuff at him, mm-hmm. and she's screaming, and there's a knock on the door from the guy with a briefcase, and he comes in, Madam President, you will you Wha- shut <laughs> up? I'm in the middle. And then he says, "But, but, do not interrupt me." I mean, hmm. I mean, I can see it happen. Or am I just imagining
4: Was, was that <laughs> classified information, what she said during that debate? I,
6: I
1: read later on that it wasn't. No, because it was, it's been no. known, I think. Yeah. I think that was info you could get. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that was a big deal. Oh, she's disqualified. Disqualified. Which, speaking of disqualified, um, the Huffington Huffington <laughs> Post, as Rush calls
6: them, Um, this was- Have uh, they ever been qualified? Well, no. So then you can't really be disqualified. <laughs> so they're pre-qualified.
1: Uh, uh, January 15, which was, uh, was that, Sunday? But updated yesterday. So this story has been updated one day ago. Um, The evidence is clear. Uh Courts must use the broad discretionary powers with which they are vested to enjoin Donald Trump, an illegitimate president, from taking office. What does enjoin mean? To enjoin him?
6: Um... It means to prescribe, to prohibit. Oh. Prescribe an action to be performed or adopted, or in the law, prohibit someone from performing a particular action by issuing an injunction. Wow. That's like the opposite. Because (laughs) the, the vocabulary, if you look in the dictionary, it means to instruct or urge someone to do something. But legally, it means to prohibit someone from doing something. Uh, That's one bitter professor who decided (laughs) to switch those two around. Huh. Anyways. Actually, in Middle English, it was enjoin. In Old French, it was enjoindre. Oh, oh, okay. And then that kind of came together to become Middle English uh, enjoin. Huh, a new word. In case you cared, a few notes. This is the update to the story.
1: My piece is not calling for judges to issue decrees that are not based on an action brought before the court. Courts rule on controversies. And but... My position is that in ruling on these controversies, they are granted broad discretionary power to remedy wrongdoing in our elections. At least two lawsuits oh that I'm aware of have come before federal district courts in the past few weeks saying seeking a stay on the inauguration pending further review. Apparently that didn't work out. Additionally, there are about 20 cities cited sources in this piece. Maybe the least significant of them is an article from an 18 or 1987 edition of the Executive Intelligence Review written by Kathleen Klinetsky and it used to show that a relationship existed as far back as 1987. The EIR has been fairly criticized as being pro-Kremlin propaganda, and that is part of the reason why the contents of the article are even more troubling and therefore worth noting. Removing the EIR article doesn't change the argument at all. No, brother. Previously... Representative John Lewis. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. I think the Russians participated in helping Trump get elected, and they helped destroy the candidacy of Hillary Clinton. In making the controversial declaration, the widely revered civil rights leader gave voice to a growing number of Americans who have watched in abject horror as the presidential transition of an increasingly belligerent Trump unfolds. The unrelenting onslaught and sheer breadth of scandal and conflict has left an American electorate fatigued and uncertain as to the best path of resistance following a protracted election season that may be the most volatile in history. As Americans, we are culturally predisposed to seek rapid closure rather than answers, oftentimes more comfortable expressing outrage at a perceived injustice than we are willing to remedy it. In grief and in politics, we are taught to stick to the script. Trump's predictably offensive response to Lewis, a Twitter rant in which he referred to the civil rights icon as all talk and no results, what? marks the umpteenth time he has capitalized That was on... bad? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's against a black guy. No. A civil rights so, icon. Oh, icon, yes. Yeah. My bad. Hillary Clinton is the rightful president-elect of the U.S., after major intelligence agency, or every major intelligence agency in the country has reached the same conclusion. Now, they say that, but as has been debunked and proven by uh, Adam and John on the No Agenda show, there have been two that kind of agreed, not 17, if you actually read the document they put out.
6: Yeah. And then even kind of, yeah, still, you uh, know, how
1: we do you think, interpret... Yeah. Uh oh uh, well, oh there's another thing. Let me find it. Um another friend of mine posted a link by um oh, da, 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 da. You know who John Piper is, yes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
6: Oh yeah, yeah, mm, yeah sure. Yeah. Yep, yeah, you betcha. Of course I gotta find it here. P I P E R
1: No, I know. He posted an article. John with an H. Oh, okay. That yeah. helps.
6: Desiring God Ministries. I know. Ugh. Something find here. Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thank you. I'm going to the website. <laughs> he put up an article that How to Live Under an Unqualified
6: President. John Piper? Yeah. And is Trump unqualified? Yeah. Uh, Today, this was yesterday,
1: we will inaugurate a man to the presidency of the United States who is morally unqualified to be there. Yeah. This is important to say just now because not to see it and feel it will add to the collapsing vision of leadership that enabled him to be nominated and elected. Not only that, but if we do not see and feel the nature and weight of this sorrow... We will not know how to pray for his presidency or speak as sojourners and exiles whose pattern of life is defined in heaven, not by the mood of the culture. Why Trump is unqualified? Donald Trump's immoral behavior in the past and his ongoing unwillingness to renounce it as evil show that he is morally unfit to lead our nation. So was Hillary Clinton because she p- approves the killing of unborn children. As of last April, Andy Naselli provided some facts about Trump's immoral conduct now a bunch of these have been mis- uh, disproved, but he uses them anyway. One, Trump has publicly bragged about committing adultery. Two, Trump has mocked and disrespected women, the disabled, and even prisoners of war. No, he, he made fun of John McCain, who is an idiot. Three, Trump has acted like a con artist. For example, Trump University. Okay. Four. Trump has acted like a demagogue, appealing to popular desires and prejudices rather than rational arguments, notably in the debates. Five, Trump has acted like one who is shamelessly proud. He has boasted, nobody reads the Bible more than me, yet he said that he has never asked God or others to forgive him for anything. Six, my main problem, said Randy Alcorn, is not that Donald Trump says what he thinks. My problem is with what he actually thinks. Especially his obsession with outward appearance, sexiness, superficiality, wealth, his own status and accomplishments, and his quickness to berate and insult people and seek revenge on his critics. Wayne Grudem, who finally advocated voting for Trump, wrote in October, There is no morally good presidential candidate in this election. I previously called Donald Trump a good candidate with flaws and a flawed candidate. But I now regret that I did not more strongly condemn his moral character. I cannot commend Trump's moral character, and I strongly urge him to withdraw from the election.
6: It's kind of arrogant. I mean, Wayne Grudem, <laughs> he wrote a systematic theology book, and he's a well-known theologian. But why would people care what you have to say? <laughs> I, that, to uh, me, that's oh,
1: oh, Wayne told me to stop. I'm going to pull out.
6: I'm going to be done. <laughs> oh, by the way, everything that john piper said Mm -hmm. about him other not the things that are not factual i'm not talking about that Mm -hmm. but the rest of it is the reason why i didn't vote for him
1: oh and and i don't necessarily disagree however but show me a president (laughs) that was my next point (laughs) in the last 50 years that was my next point that is not some of these
6: things i think if you run for president and you actually get the candidacy. You're disqualified. You're disqualified <laughs> because you've had to compromise so took, many times yeah. to get to that point.
1: Just jump off. He. Jump off. But anyways, keep going. I want to hear what he uh, says. What is leadership? As I understand the role of leadership in high public office, these impenitent and boasted acts are immor- of immorality disqualify a person from office. And here's why. One, a leader should lead. That is, he should set the pace, define the path, embody the vision, and inspire emulation. He himself should be what he is calling others to be. That is what it means to lead. Donald Trump is not such an embodiment of what we want the citizens of America to be. And in, important, in important ways, he is the opposite. Number two, a leader should be dependable, trustworthy, and reliable. To invest someone with leadership is a trust. But Donald Trump treats language, the medium of truth, as a wax nose to be bent and molded to create a desired outcome, whether it corresponds to the truth or not. But where truth is treated with such indifference and contempt, the foundations of justice are crumbling. There is no recourse for the poor if the, power, if the powerful say that truth is what they say it is. Number three, a leader should be a good example for our young people in matters of character and moral uprightness and civility. Few parents would say in their young say to their young people strive to be like Donald Trump. That is a great sadness. Would anyone have said strive to be like Obama? Strive to be like
6: Bill Clinton? Well, strive, maybe Obama, but not Bill Clinton, I don't strive think. Strive to be like JFK. But the the problem, don't you think? Now with with John Piper, it is as if he doesn't acknowledge that there is a manipulation and a higher, like a a powerful people behind the scenes that are manipulating who gets to run and who doesn't get to run. Oh, well. Because he's making it sound like... like, Well, at um, the very
1: beginning he said, this is important to say just now because not to see it and feel it will add to the collapsing vision of leadership that enabled him to be nominated and elected. So... I, I, he barely touched on that point. That it's true. The fact that our country is falling apart morally is what allowed him to be risen. Both of them to rise to where they were.
6: Yes, but he he might say that the people that voted for him are voting for him because they are moral. And I think that the people the reason people voted for Trump is because all the previous. Leaders were obviously immoral and didn't care, and And so so this guy. Well, no, this guy is not them, and he's not like them, and he seems to be the type of guy that might go in and shake things up. So we're going to vote for him. We don't care about his morals because he is better than the rest of them because he's not bought and paid for like the rest of the that we know of. That we know of. I that's what I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of uh, conservatives. That's why they voted for him. So, I would disagree with Piper on that in that sense that the immorality is the reason why he voted, people voted for him and he won, is not because people were immoral and they were looking for a moral leader. They were looking for somebody who was fundamentally less immoral than other leaders because he's not a traitor and he's not a hypocrite and he's not all the rest of it kind of it's more what you see is what you get kind mm-hmm. of person <clears throat> from what i hear what you, uh what he's been saying i would disagree with john piper's viewpoint it seems very naive
1: number 4 a leader should not model the success of immoral behavior and thus further destigmatize and normalize evils which if spread will bring discredit and ruin to our nation i agree with that to reward Donald Trump's immoral behavior with the presidency does just that. It says to our children and to the world that these evils are not that bad and can be embraced with no great negative consequences. Now, I think if you are a parent, your job is to not tell them that. Yeah. We should not have to say, well, the president is doing it and so it's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we should look to a president as a moral, like, family leader. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that that should be... Especially at this point in... In everything, yeah. Yeah. Christians don't need qualified government. Because I regard these as qualifying marks of leadership in public office, I regard Donald Trump as not qualified for the presidency. But today he will become president. This is not surprising from a Christian point of view. The Christian faith was born and has flourished under regimes less qualified to lead than Donald Trump. The murderous Herod and the Christian killing Nero did not thwart the spread of a faith whose king and power. And charter are not from this world. the movement that Jesus Christ unleashed in the world when he died and rose again does not defend or depend on qualified human government or its existence on power. The linking of the Christian Church with the ruling political regime is not essential to the life and fruitfulness of Christian faith. On the contrary, such linking has more often proven to corrupt the essential spirit of Christ, who typically uses the weak things of the world to shame the strong and whose life-saving weapons do not consist. In media monopolies, commanding wealth, or civil laws, he just refuted his entire argument. Then, yeah, by saying uh, the church doesn't need to be doesn't shouldn't look to those people. So then,
6: why? why, What's the article for? Yeah, why are you worried then?
1: Followers of Christ are not Americans first. (laughs) Our first allegiance is to Jesus, and then to the God-inspired Word of Scripture, the Bible. This is our charter, not the U.S. Constitution. How then, under this President, shall we live? There are four five, never mind, Oh, gross there's a lot of these i don't
6: I don't know why you'd have just read the bible read read acts what did they do what did what did Peter and john they say? look to their leader to see how to live their 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 hair they look to him. There was no democracy back then. No.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i not sure what the point...
6: Well, John Piper also said... Um, he also had an article about why he didn't think that people should own guns. Um, really? Yeah. And so you can tell he's of... He's not... Liberal? Yeah, liberal in a lot of different ways. Like, I don't think he would ever vote for... <laughs> well, there goes John Piper. <laughs> No, but long uh, shot. I mean, I I really love his book. So I, but I think he should stay out of politics because, um. Yeah, but it, I don't think he would vote for a Democrat. But I bet he would vote for a third party, somebody. You know, why
1: wouldn't he vote for a Democrat? <clears throat> because oh, of their, well, the abortion stance. Yeah, yeah,
6: abortion. Yeah.
1: From Relevant Magazine, being a Christian doesn't always look like you. Think it should. Christian subcultures are an entertaining phenomenon. Multiple brands of Christianity claim the same Lord and read the same Bible, and yet they promote a set of values sometimes as different as apples and orangutans. Oh, speaking of that, last weekend at our local home show, the booth beside uh, ours... At orangutans? ...was the Gideons... Oh. ...who hand out Bibles. yeah. And the guy there, everyone walked by, did you get your testament? Did you get your free testament? He's handing out Bibles. One lady, he says that too. She says, "Oh no, thanks, I'm Catholic." Ooh. He looked at her and said, "Well, it's the same testament." Said, "Uh, oh, no, no," and then she walked off. Oh, we can't read the Bible. We need that Father to tell us what to do. Yeah. Back to the story. I once heard a story about a Christian woman from the East Coast who confronted a West Coast youth pastor who allowed mixed bathing at youth youth events. I can't believe any so-called Christian leader would allow boys and girls to swim together. She expressed her concern all the while
6: puffing on a cigarette. I thought he said bathing. Well, yeah. <laughs> but
1: I'm, I'm game to not I'm, have that I'm happen. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm with him now. <laughs> right. I agree with her now at this point. <laughs> the youth pastor couldn't help but smile, speechless at the irony. I attended a, converse, a conservative brethren church that I lived, when I lived in Scotland. Some of the women wore head coverings and none of them spoke in church. When I had our Irish pastor and his wife over for dinner, I asked them what he would like to drink. Beer, please, the preacher said. And for you, madam, I'll take a glass of Chardonnay, thank you. Were they liberal or conservative? I guess it depends on which subculture you come from. When you try to cut out Christians with a religious cookie cutter, you not only tarnish diversity, but you trample on grace. It's one thing for Christian subcultures to cultivate unique values, but it becomes destructive when those values are chiseled in syn sinatic syn- syn- tablets
6: oh sinatic tablet. sinatic tablets for all to obey like like um the ten commandments mm.
1: it's even worse when christians expect instant holiness from recent converts holiness that is in areas where you we think we've nailed it yeah it's a shame that That's some good. believers have scoffed at some of shia buff's <clears throat> recent comments about converting to Christianity, pointing fingers at the fact that he still uses bad language weeks after becoming a Christian. It's worth noting that some are speculating that LaBeouf's conversion may have actually been more more of a rather dramatic example of method acting than a true conversion, but regardless, many Christians choose to focus on his language instead of his heart. God only knows the true believers from the false. But to judge a man's faith because there's a residue of potty mouth? Bad language may take years to weed out. Even more difficult to extract is the pride that drives judgmental Christians to mock the Spirit's work in a man seeking his creator. Ooh, that's good. That sin could have decades to discover, could take decades to discover. Grace means that we are are all works in progress and God shaves off our rough edges in his timing. Just look at the thugs God works with in the Bible. I know we're programmed to see the Twelve Apostles as saints with halos and contemplative faces, but actually they were criminals. These guys were more like prisoners than pastors, and few of them would have been let inside our churches today. Take Peter, for instance. Peter walked with Jesus for three years, witnessing miracle after miracle, sermon after sermon. Still, on the night before Jesus' death, a servant girl asked him if he knew Jesus. I do not know the man, Peter responded, and he even invoked a curse on himself to prove he wasn't lying. Can you imagine if your pastor did that? Good morning, church. I just want to say that I don't even know who Jesus is. We have a hard time forgiving pastors who commit adultery. I don't think we'd know how to handle a pastor who had a public bout with doubt. Then there's James and John, whom Jesus nicknamed Sons of Thunder. Apparently, they never made it through an anger management seminar. On one occasion, these two hotheads wanted to nuke an entire village because they wouldn't let them spend the night, the whole village, women and children. Luckily, Jesus stepped in to prevent the destruction. These two holy apostles would have been better fit as bouncers outside an expensive casino in Vegas owned by a mobster than preachers of the gospel of love. My favorite pair is Simon the Zealot and Matthew the Tax Collector. How did those two thugs get along? Yeah, really? Matthew's vocation was nothing less than political and religious treason. Tax collectors were Jewish agents of Rome who mediated pagan oppression through taking money from innocent people. Imagine if you found out that your childhood friend was making a living off funneling money to ISIS. Would you use him to plant a church? Apparently, Jesus did. Tax collectors were more than extortionists. They were known for living excessively immoral lives and hanging out with all the wrong people. Religious Jews, in fact, believed that tax collectors were past the point of repentance. Matthew didn't have a moral bone in his body, but of course, after becoming a Christian, he immediately stopped sinning and never used bad language again. Yeah, right. Simon, as a zealot, probably grew up on the other side of the tracks. The zealots were named not because they were prayer warriors. They were just warriors, Jewish jihadists. The zealots were known for killing their Roman oppressors or other Jews who were sellouts. They were aggressive, violent, and they did anything but love their enemies, had Simon met Matthew on the streets, there's a good chance one of them would have been found lying in chalk. To build his kingdom, Jesus handpicks what could be compared to the leader of the Black Panther Party and the Grand Wizard of the KKK. I don't doubt anyone closed their eyes to that first prayer meeting. <laughs> in that first prayer meeting. You cannot sanitize grace. You cannot stuff it into a blue blazer and make it wear khakis. Christ, Grace is messy, offensive and sometimes misses church. To expect God to pump prefabricated plastic moral people out of a religious factory is to neuter grace and chain it inside a gated community. If God's scandalous relationship with the 12 thugs means anything, then we should expect a variegated spectrum of righteousness and be patient or repentant when such sanctification doesn't meet our expectations. God meets us in our mess and pushes holiness out the other side. Not anti-mixed bathing holiness, but the real stuff. The holiness that serves the poor, prays without ceasing, redeems the arts, loves enemies, elevates community above corporate success, and preaches the life-giving gospel of a crucified and risen lamb in season and out.
6: I think the last part was great.
1: The anti-mixed bathing holiness? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
4: I was listening to a sermon, the guy, I don't even remember his name. He was pretty, pretty well known. It was a, it was a big, like an auditorium sized building and he uh, was going along and he said, um, he said, there's a lot of people going to hell and most of you people don't give a damn. And it's pretty, you know, I'm just listening recording is pretty quiet and he says and I can prove it he said just about all of you people have a neighbor and that neighbor is not saved what causes you more pain that they're going to hell or that I said damn
6: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
4: oh he said a bad word so we can't listen to him yep Got to look right, spell right, talk right.
6: Or even saying, um, you know, taking the Lord's name in vain. Um, I mean, it wasn't about saying God damn or Jesus Christ. It was about...
1: We got to click the explicit button now. No.
6: (laughs) No, go ahead. It was about... Swearing. It wasn't about swearing. It was... um, you know, there's hypocrisy involved with it, mm-hmm. saying that you're a follower of God and you're not. Um, but just, I mean, we we look at it the wrong way, and we look at God as if He's some prude up in heaven who's a, you know who cringes, every, rather than the uh, Lord of Lords and the King of Kings who, with one word, created the universe. <clears throat> Clothed in majesty I mean he's not a yeah nothing we do surprises him
4: when I was a boy teenager I for whatever reason had a just a terrible terrible potty mouth mm-hmm. and I I prayed pretty fervently about that because I didn't like it but it just I would just do it, and one day, well, I went, I went to work, a a new job, and from that day forward, I virtually never said anything, you know, the the big words. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't say, I don't use curse words Mm -hmm. at all now, Mm -hmm. and and it has been a a problem for me when I hear Christians use curse words if they're not Christian. I don't even hear it, mm-hmm. but when they're Christian and they use those casually, mm-hmm. not a slip, bang your finger and all mm-hmm. filth and foul, mm-hmm. but just casually. And I, <clears throat> I realize that what somebody says is between them and God.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: it's it's kind of you know it's part of what this guy is saying. Because somebody doesn't live my Christianity, well, then they're really not. Yeah, they're really not there. And I've heard some pretty famous um, religious people use pretty strong language, not in a, and and one of them actually in prayer in a prayer, and it's like holy mackerel.
6: But I mean, when you when you think about it. Um I don't I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing and not that you should do that not that a woman who uh should wear, you know, just really tight clothes and everything after they become a Christian with a mini skirt that you can see everything um because of the impact but if a woman uh becomes a Christian and and dresses that way and it, that's the way that they've always done it. So they're completely unaware. And I wouldn't say that any any of that's wrong. In the, I mean, sinful in the sense that they are actively rebelling against God. It's just, this is just part of their old life that's God is going to whittle away at, like what John Piper said. But, I mean, we all have those things in our lives that... We struggle with and we have those areas in our life that we think are sacred that you shouldn't do and um, I mean we we should strive to to do right and to be holy but
4: a lot of the early missionaries had trouble because when they went to places like Hawaii and Jamaica they didn't wear clothes that much yeah and yep. oh now you have to start wearing these It's like what yeah why yeah Grace is a pretty amazing and terrifying concept,
6: yep, yeah. well, we want to control it so much and and we want to assign people to heaven or hell when we shouldn't allow God to do that, <laughs> but Donald Trump is now our president.
4: I didn't vote for Donald Trump.
6: Yeah, I didn't either.
4: I I checked his name on my ballot. And the reason I did is because I thought it was the best way for me to keep Hillary Clinton from being elected. Now I was in a state that didn't matter. Yeah. But uh that was my that was my
6: strategy. I um a
4: good candidate, the one I could support, wasn't on the ballot. Yeah. And this uh, picked the lesser of two evils. I didn't pick the lesser of two evils. I just tried to make sure that the most evil didn't get it.
6: Yeah. If I had lived in a state where there was a chance that Trump could win, I, I probably would have voted for him. But since I'm like you, I didn't... Live in that type of state, I had a chance to vote for whoever I wanted to because my vote was wouldn't, nullified anyway, so yeah. <clears throat> but uh I mean right off right out of the gate, he's ticking people off and doing some things that he said he was going to do. Um, like taking the thing off the uh the White House website about climate change. Right you know, right off the bat. Well I
1: <laughs> I heard some talk about that that you know they have this website built that's his. And so then what they do is they remove the old one and then basically point the domain to his new one. And so it would have all the things theoretically that yep. they want and that's it. Yep. Um some very extremely liberal members of uh, my family uh, are posting stuff his like first this. First acts as president. Saying, our new president and his lies. I hope this is not the tip of the
5: iceberg. Hard to stand in unity when the leader is pulling the rug out from under your feet. President Trump made it harder for Americans to afford a mortgage. Working class Americans, struggling is Americans. Chuck Schumer, by the way. Now it's harder yeah. for them to get a mortgage. What did he do? What did he, do? he reversed a recent decision by the Department of Housing and Urban Development to reduce annual insurance premiums that many borrowers pay, saving new homeowners an average of $500 per year. What a terrible thing to do to homeowners. It took only an hour after his positive words on the inaugural platform for his actions to ring hollow, for his words to ring hollow and actions speak louder than words. One hour after talking about helping working people and ending the cabal in Washington that hurts people, he signs a regulation that makes it more expensive for new homeowners to buy mortgages. One hour later.
1: One hour. I'd like to know what that actually was. Matt Walsh
0: as we know it's coming crashing down the world is over Donald Trump will be sworn in this week and then it's all over I'm so scared I'm so
8: alone and so scared
0: we elected for the first time someone who is selfish dishonest egotistical when we could have had Hillary Clinton instead and now we're going to pay the price we can survive this Okay, we can survive it, but you have to get underground and I am uh, at my mom's house where I've been temporarily rooming for the last 31 years and uh, I'm down in the basement as you can see. I've made kind of a bunker for myself here in the basement You've got to get underground now because we don't have a lot of time Look based on everything that I've read on Facebook right after the inauguration um, Donald Trump is going to drop a nuclear bomb on Mexico and then uh, after that the full-scale genocide of women and transgender people and gender non-conforming people will begin um, after that according to my sources Donald Trump at the behest of Putin will deliberately dump 100 billion gallons of oil into the ocean in order to kill all of the dolphins and then um, <laughs> based on what I've heard from people like Keith Alderman He is going to blow up Jupiter with a death ray. Okay. Uh, And finally, in his last act of cruelty and sadism, the last straw for all mankind will be when he blocks CNN reporters on Twitter. This is all going to unfold very quickly, so um, you need to prepare yourself now. And if you have not been stocking supplies and foods, you got to do that. Um, I have all of the supplies I'm going to need to survive the apocalypse right here, and I wanted to show you a few of the things that I have, just to give you, um, j- just just to give you some ideas of what you need to, to have to be prepared. You're obviously going to need a lot of non-perishable food items, uh, such as yogurt, uh, vegan, plant-based, of course. Other survival foods: uh, pita chips, gluten-free, obviously. If you ever run out of anything. Plenty of Starbucks cards to restock during the apocalypse. Now, of course, that's just obvious Um, I Should warn you that the apocalypse can be a very stressful time and that's why mindfulness coloring books um, anti-stress art therapy (laughs) Will will really do a lot to calm your nerves as the apocalypse progresses now um, uh, well and, and obviously you don't want to forget about hygiene even during the apocalypse so a lot of lavender soap for exfoliation purposes uh, during Armageddon will be important now here's the other thing the apocalypse can be a really dicey time and people might come to your house wanting to loot and wanting to murder and so forth as the apocalypse is happening and that's where redneck Hicks will say well you got to get yourself a gun you know like the, the, the third amendment or whatever Um, Well, little do they understand, because they're illiterate, that according to statistics, 112% of people who try to use a gun in self-defense end up shooting themselves in the face with it. So instead, I have sternly worded form letters that I have written ahead of time that I will distribute to potential looters and murderers saying, don't loot me, don't murder me. Okay, this is all the stuff that you're going to need. Get it together now, okay? We, We can survive it. But there are gonna be some tough times ahead and we're going to be needed when it's time to rebuild because after the apocalypse the world is going to need women's studies majors the world is going to need people who advocate for gender neutrality the world is going to need feminists to warn us when problematic things are happening okay they're going to need us so be safe be strong
1: And this is the David Allen Show. Go on your interweb to track-trump.com. T-R-A-C-K-trump.com. For those of you that are following along at home, playing along at home. Now, I don't recall eight years ago when Obama came in that anyone put up a website um, that tracked the things he said he was going to do to keep track because it did be a big glaring omission, omission, omission of closing Gitmo just what day one close Gitmo how many how many years was he in office uh, let's see um carry the one um yep eight eight did is Gitmo closed um on, let's look let's see
4: he signed an carry executive order tool. to close it
6: oh. I think it was Right, which you... uh, yeah, an executive order to intend to sign an executive order to potentially look at closing it. I don't get uh, trump dot com. Yeah, track
1: dash trump oh dot com. Okay, no, the dash sign, the little line, the dash. a
6: short little line, The little line. Now is that the upper line or the lower line? Middle, middle line. And
1: underscore otherwise. Ah. Uh, on town hall. This posted um, Thursday, the 19th. Obama shames Congress via letter for preventing the closing of Gitmo. President Obama admitted on Wednesday that he will not be able to follow through on his promise to close Guantanamo Bay by the time he leaves office. But he did not go so far to admit it was his fault. In a parting letter to Congress, Obama put the blame on Republicans for the failure to shutter the prison. The restrictions imposed by the Congress that prevent us from imprisoning detainees even to prosecute and secure a life sentence in the United States make no sense. No person has ever escaped one of our supermax or military prisons here ever. There is simply no justification beyond politics for the Congress's insistence on keeping the facility open. Members of Congress who obstruct efforts to close the facility given the stakes involved for our security have abdicated their responsibility to the American people. They have placed politics above the ongoing cost to taxpayers, our relationships, our allies, and the threat posed to the U.S. national security by leaving people open a facility that governments around the world condemn and hitch, which hinders rather than helps our fight against terrorism. Sounds like a crybaby to me. Yep. The very first executive action by the new Trump administration wasn't a sweeping order on immigration, trade, or health care, but rather to block an Obama administration that would have reduced the cost of mortgages for millions of homebuyers. In the first hour of Trump's presidency, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development sent a letter to lenders, real estate brokers, and closing agents suspending the 0.25% point premium rate cut for Federal Housing Administration-backed loans. That would have saved home buyers about $29 a month on a $200,000 mortgage. Ooh. Mm. How many people getting an FHA loan are buying houses $200,000 or more? Um.
4: Here, none.
1: <laughs> well, clearly. Uh, well, maybe in San Francisco, but...
6: But even that, that would be like a shack.
1: But if, you're, if, if you have the ability to get a mortgage for that, $29 a month is not going to really hurt you. I mean, that's two, two, three, three cups of coffee at Starbucks. So what you're saying
6: is that... And, and some toast at the toast store. Are you implying that Trump is not a monster? No. You're not implying that? No.
1: I'm implying that my rights are not equal to the rights of the liberal. And here's proof on my apple device that i use to make phone calls on and keep track of things yep there is a message group that i'm a part of yes that is all of my married in family okay sorry the married in the uh, one of my wife's brothers the one that's married Sent a picture to our group of the march in St. Paul. A march? The Women's March. Oh, today. Right. Mm, This ought to be fun. If I posted a picture of me at church at a rally for um, Trump, at a rally for um, gun rights, at a rally for the Constitution, at a rally for... Uh, anything that is uh, my belief system,
6: I, ma, the hate. So you're saying it's hypocrisy? Okay. I was just wondering, flaming hypocrites? But, I mean, the
1: the brazenness now, knowing that there are few people in this group that subscribe to that full-on view is just, it's beyond um, what I've seen yet. And so what it makes me think is that the door just got opened. To
4: take your camera to church.
6: (laughs) To me. Is it worth it, though? Well, Probably not, but it'd be fun. (laughs) (laughs) The door is open, but you don't have to go through it. That's true. And then you're also talking about somebody that you could probably reason with would would agree and mm. um but if they if, if okay let's
1: do let's do this if they're if that's a religion
6: yep
1: because it kind of is a religiously held belief yeah and they can proselytize that true why can't i why am i forbidden to proselytize my religion.
6: You're not. Uh,
1: why do I feel
6: like I am? Well, I mean, you can do it. There'll be I give you license to do that. <laughs> nice. I'm a, I'm a coward. No, no, no. No, No, really. no. <clears throat> no, what did Jesus say? He said, don't throw your pearls before the swine. Oh. I'm not saying that they're a swine. Um, but you have to use your wisdom on... When you and if somebody's hostile and closed off and nothing good's going to happen except he's gonna he or she is gonna turn around and attack you. <clears throat> I,
1: I am also still struck by this whole notion that um because the president that's in there now is not the guy they want and they I mean every liberal that voted. Yep. It's not the guy they want. Yep they now can hate everyone else. Because when it was the guy they wanted, all of us...
6: Hey, let's be civilized. Be civilized. You know
1: what? Let's come together. Come together together and follow the leader that we voted in. Follow the guy and like him. He's the guy. Respect him. Well, I would like some respect for the current
6: president then. But that would assume that they're not spoiled and entitled. Which they are.
1: Well, i think that you have to be spoiled and entitled
6: right. because the the same standards don't apply to them. Uh, clearly not. And if you point that out as seen by Michael Moore. The term- fight
1: is though fight is not over, it just started. We made it the whole day. Yay. <laughs>
6: now let's go get them. Kill them. Um <clears throat> The Daily Mail just came out talking about Ashley Judd's...
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Her, um,
6: Do you her, want me to read her, the title? Her, uh, performance, yes. Ashley Judd lowers the tone at star-studded D.C. Women's March by reading poem claiming Trump has wet dreams about Ivanka, his favorite sex symbol, and comparing him to Hitler. Huh. So that's not offensive. No, 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 no. That's no. good. That's good. No, that's not offensive at all. Mm-mm. And one thing I noticed, because they have pictures of her, she it doesn't appear. I could be wrong, but it doesn't appear that she's happy. <laughs> and, she's nasty. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. And, and she said she was. And. Let's look at some of the faces. Ooh, there's America Ferrara Ferrari. She doesn't look happy. <clears throat> um, let's see. Who else? Okay, Cher's there. Um, she's doing the one thing that her face can do. Uh the she's she's like she probably goes to the same doctor as uh what's her face? Cher. Cher goes to the same doctor as oh. um Oh Nancy. Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> well, I mean because the Botox is so tight on her face, yeah. this
6: is why they use auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> she's a ventriloquist. Everybody thinks she's a ventriloquist. <laughs> right. But she's uh-huh. not. That's just the Botox. I still I, I want us to remember,
1: and I may have to include the stinking piece of Michael Moore in our, our recording, but um, I'm still shocked. That they allowed a man on stage to tell the women what to do. I mean, yeah. if their whole thing is women are better, how come they allowed Michael Moore to come up there and tell them and wake up and brush your teeth, woman, and make coffee. ho, 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 ho that's so funny. And then call people. And here's what you're going to do every day. You're going to do this. Really? You arrogant. Yep.
6: Oh, my goodness. I'm reading some of these signs. And imagine. No, I'm going to read these signs as if a man. If if we had a man rally. <clears throat> and I'm spent. Men are literally the best. <laughs> Tr- oh, okay trust men <laughs> stay out of my penis uh okay men no okay that doesn't make any sense um uh here's some uh, men are perfect um oh, let's see nope not that one uh no i can't see that one either Ooh, um, I can be president and a little boy holding the sign rather than a little girl. Um, <laughs> um, can't read some of those. Sorry. Boys just want to have fundamental rights? Yeah, boys just want to have fundamental rights. Um, oh, man.
1: I just, uh, okay, all right. You said Cher was I, there. I, I march for my
6: brother's right to choose. Cher's being
1: guarded by a man. Cher's got a man bodyguard.
6: You know. What? Y- you are assuming what? a bunch of stuff. That might not be a man. <laughs> that might be a Z. <laughs> Zer. Or Zer. Zim. Zim.
1: Oh, what's her name? Uh, Kato. What's, what's Lennon's wife? Lennon? Yoko Ono. She's there. Oh, yeah. Kato. <laughs> Yoko. Yoko. No,
6: is Kato the Pink Panthers?
1: Yes, mouth? yes.
6: You know, that's Whoops. funny. That's... oh oh <laughs> Tha, Oh. <laughs> oh, no. That was Ooh. a slip up. Have Sorry. You, have you heard any of her songs? <laughs> no. Um, I remember... Are they, are they worth listening to? I think I was, I don't know, twelve or thirteen, and I got a forty-five record of Lennon singing "Imagine." Um, I think it was that was the song. This is her hit.
1: (laughs) Name of the album? Yes, I'm a witch too.
3: Of the box, the soul got out of the box, the soul got out of the memory box, placed itself on an unpaved road. <gasps> <gasps> the soul kept shooting like an untouched woman, weeping <laughs> that wind was very fine.
8: Oh,
6: there we go. (laughs) Better. Oh, my (laughs)
1: goodness. (laughs) So is this what we would have had had John Lennon stayed alive? More of that? Maybe we've had less. I just am... (sighs) What is this saying to all of the young women in our society? That especially the kids of these women. Hundreds of thousands rally in D.C.
4: I pray that they don't listen.
1: Yeah. Something. I I want to see how trash that facility is. Yeah, no kidding. How dirty the grounds are after this.
6: Ladies, prove me wrong.
1: Yeah. Here's a sign called, nope the picture of trump with his hair flapping in the wind.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> in that one he does he looks like Gingrich in that one. Oh, he does. Yikes.
1: Say no to Putin's puppet? Really? <sighs> Again, all of this is based off fake news. All of it. All of it. Yep. Fake narrative. <sighs>
6: Yep. Oh, and then they had a, an LGBT dance party in front of Pence's house oh, yeah, the I other night. That. Yeah. And they danced to express themselves, to support rights of other people. They're dancers who dance. Did you see
1: the cat sign being held up by the lady in red? Oh. Uh. Is it a cat? (laughs) It's a cat shape. Ah. A nickname you call a cat. Uh. Kitty. Grabs back. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, Don't grab my democracy. uh, We are linked. We are not ranked. This is a day that will change us forever because we are together. Each of us individually and collectively will never be the same again when we elect a possible president we too often go home we've elected an impossible president we're never going home we're taking over make sure you introduce yourselves to each other and decide what we're going to do tomorrow but see i thought michael moore told them what they're going to do tomorrow and one of the things was brush your teeth yeah so what was he getting and make, in the crowd if make he needed some to coffee. say that
6: make some coffee
1: did he need to tell that was, was it that bad when he was down in the crowd he needed
6: to tell them to brush their teeth well tell those women to get to work come on make their husbands their coffee yeah make their husbands their coffee and really one of the first things you gotta do when a man wakes up is give him a kiss and we don't want none (laughs) of that stanky breath no it's gotta be fresh hey hey actress
1: Scarlett Johansson spoke on behalf of Women's Reproductive Health Issues as she took the stage Uh, She began by sharing personal stories About how Planned Parenthood had helped both her uh, And the women closest to her Johansson revealed How safe she felt when she first Visited the clinic when she was 15 And had seen a change in her body And was living on the opposite side Of the country from her mother No judgment, no questions asked Planned Parenthood provided a safe space Where I could be treated with gentle guidance I'm sure there isn't one person here who hasn't been helped by Planned Parenthood directly or otherwise.
6: Right here? Oh, oh you mean out there. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. There are very real and devastating consequences to limiting access to what should be considered basic health care, she said, noting how the clinic was the only place for millions of women in the country to get treatment. President Trump, I did not vote for you, she continued. That said, I respect that you are our president-elect. I'm um, actually she must have um forgot to change that because this happened today and i want to be able to support you but first i ask that you support me support my sister support my mother and my best friend and all of our girlfriends support the men and women today who anxiously await to see how your next move drastically affects their lives support my mother my daughter who may potentially not have the right to make the choices about her body and her future that your daughter, Ivanka, has had the privilege to have. She concluded her speech with a call to arms for the crowd to get active in their communities and in politics. My immediate thought of hearing the election results was, we have so much work to do, she said. Once the heaviness began to subside, I realized an opportunity had presented itself to make long-term real change. To view our responsibilities, to get involved with and stay active in our communities. Let this weight not drag you down, but help to get your heels stuck in. Huh. Don't give up your power, she tells the crowd. Don't let the feeling of helplessness make you feel complacent. Three times more bus parking permits were requested for the Women's March than Trump's own inauguration one per <laughs> because no one could afford Uber <laughs> <laughs> they
4: bust in all they the protesters bust and they're bragging
1: about it our driver said he's never seen anything like this before Lines to buy metro tickets in D.C. stretched past blocks as protesters flooded the stations and trains as they made their way to the march. The sheer popularity of the marches was evident throughout the country's office supply stores and people scrambling to buy materials to make their protest signs. So they made them on a whim? They didn't pre-plan this? Well... (laughs)
6: No, I'm not going to say that.
1: Stores from New York to Maryland to Colorado had sold out of poster board with numerous protesters sharing photos on social media of empty shelves. One shop worker at a D.C. office max, a failing chain, said protesters for the Women's March bought up everything. That's because they have such crappy um, inventory. They only had three. (laughs) Which makes way more sense than the other thing. Another sign says silence is ignorance. They thought yesterday was the day to mourn. I think today is the day to mourn. That was me. Oh,
8: okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, nah. I saw this one sign. I'm one of 65,844,000 people who voted against Trump or whatever. <coughs> and I think, uh, for a lot, of, I mean, um, I don't think we have to worry too much about about these people. They're going to go and they're going to do their thing. But they have to leave the bubble and come back to real life. Do they? Or will they? Yeah. Most of them will. And at, even if they don't, there's a lot of young ladies there in 10, 15 years when they start having children. Mm-hmm. Now, they might be marginally democratic, and but I think... Reality's got to become real, and if it doesn't, then we're doomed.
1: <clears throat> and while Trump struggled to rally celebrity support for the inauguration, his new neighborhood will be flooded with stars ready to protest against him. Actresses Ashley Judd, America Ferrara, Scarlett Johansson are among the speakers at the event. <laughs> Which will also be attended by Cher, Katy Perry, and Amy Schumer. Ferrera, who is chairing. How do you spell that? How do you spell chairing a group?
6: C H A I R. Yeah, they have C
1: H A R, but that's just. I R? They char. They're (laughs) charring. Who is charring a group?
6: (laughs) That's hot. I thought women were good cooks.
1: (laughs) Well, no, because they will no longer allow themselves to be in the kitchen, because that's what. Their mothers, the dead. That oh. was old. That's old fashioned. They're not oh. allowed. They're not supposed to cook anymore.
6: Well, good. Because shut up,
1: you man. Get in there and man,
6: man, you go make the babies and do that. No, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> the man's going to go in there and ruin the entire meal once or twice, and then they're going to go. Fine, I'll do it, and then go in. So uh, no, they won't. They're going,
1: I'm going. I'm eating out. <clears throat> I march for my sister's right to choose. Now, that makes no sense, because that's held by another girl. Hmm. Why could she not march for her own right to choose? I don't want nieces and nephews. Oh.
2: Mm. Or maybe she's gay.
6: Yeah. Sorry, that's lesbian. I want to know where Angelina Jolie is. That's where I... uh, I've been... I've had my eye
1: out for her. There are protests in Germany why hmm. somebody paid him oh brother
6: uh, that could be
1: none of this is allowed if it's aimed at a democrat there's a sign we shall overcome <laughs> it's a picture ah, of trump now that's funny it's funny that's funny but no one you can't do that against a democrat but they're
6: allowed to mock and ridicule anyone they don't agree with and that's okay well to be honest Has there ever been a Democrat that had anything as ridiculous as that haircut? I mean, come on. Be honest. I'll tell you what, though. Be honest. It's his trademark. It is, but so would, like, a huge mole over your face. You know, uh, Gorbachev, his trademark was his birth. You know, that doesn't mean it's...
4: Birth. What do you mean, birth? Birthmark.
6: Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Oh, I thought that was... Unfortunate.
1: I thought
4: that was (laughs) pigeon-dropping.
1: I'm not normally a sign girl, but look at this kitty grabbing back. Mm. She's wearing a mask and no one knows who she is. That's good work, coward. Mm. Mm-hmm. My body, my choice, my vote, my voice. Okay, you voted. You
6: didn't win. Move on. Grow up. On the Drudge Report, it links to that... Well, that uh, address and it's women's march turns nasty. <laughs> well, they said it was. Yeah, what is it about being a nasty girl or nasty woman? What what's that all about? Did somebody Oh, um, well,
1: Trump called Hillary nasty because she was, right? Was it Hillary? Oh, is that why? No. No. I think uh, so. Oh, okay. She's being a nasty, she was nasty. And then, oh, I, Elizabeth Warren is the one that came back. I'm nasty? I'll be she is that woman is vile. Yeah.
6: She is
1: there's Petulant. Yeah, she is like na- nasty for yeah. real. Yep. Did you hear her um, question Betty DeVos? No. The health or the education secretary no. pick? No.
6: That can't be good.
1: It's just rude. I mean, there's one thing to ask legitimate questions, but to do it in such an arrogant, condescending, pompous,
6: windbag way. Yeah. yeah. But again. The rules don't apply to them. All that matters is intent. And if your intent is. But intent is whatever you want it to be, too. Well, but they intend for there to be equality. So that's all that matters. Mm hmm. But
1: I can't. I'm not allowed to hold a view and to publish it even amongst family.
6: I probably would <laughs> shake things up a bit. I'm gonna
1: I, I should put a down thumb on the picture.
6: Oh Ooh That'll start a war. Um can you do like a confused look? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I should do the buggy eyes with the squirt gun. I don't know, in some ways, the uh, the celebrities that go there, you can almost excuse them because they live in their own little echo chamber well, around people who think yeah. the same way. Oh, yeah. So, of course, they're going to go to it. I just don't get all the, uh, like, they they have the photo of the, all of those women from Alaska.
1: Oh, yeah, on the airplane.
6: But they might have chartered, or they might have had one airplane with... Eighty seven people coming from Alaska. Well it no probably
1: was all the pilots said, you know what, I'm not carrying these ladies. You better find someone that will. <laughs> and then they just put them all on one plane. <laughs> no, ladies
6: are over here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, we have this really new one. We just refurbished it for you. It's fine. Yeah. Nineteen seventy eight.
6: <laughs> I wonder if they uh I wonder if the flight attendants were male and the pilots were female. That would be like a, a switcheroo. A switcheroo.
1: Oh yeah! And then Thursday night, you know, there were riots going on. This and then a fox is on the street, and they go out and they find this little kid. Oh. Hey, why are you here?
6: Okay. What do you say? And the kid. Wait, wait. This, uh, this fire
4: was started. In fact, this young man, you were participating in the fire.
1: What's your name?
3: Uh, My name's Carter, and I actually start, kind of started this fire. So why'd you start that fire, Carter? Uh, it's Carter. Carter.
1: Sorry, why'd you start that fire?
3: Because I felt like it, and because I'm just uh saying, screw our president. Really? Okay, well, there you have it.
6: So Obama, screw our president. But he could have been. Because he didn't say president no, That was elect.
1: the 19th. Oh,
6: so he's That's a little right. white supremacist in training? Yes,
1: yes. Did Ooh, it look we like could a cross? Spin it that way.
6: Well no, he's a white kid that, though. But that was burning? <laughs> it was a pile of ashes. Oh okay.
1: What is wrong with the parents in our country that would allow that? Here, kid, let's go out and protest. Millennials. Screw our president. Millennials. Screw it. Millennials. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm with you there. Someone commented, all these violent, fire-starting protesters are exactly the reason we, the people, elected Trump. And it's true. The media doesn't know what to do about it because they got overruled, and that doesn't happen
6: ever. All right. I would love for them, I would love to know the demographics of this parade to see what percentage are millennials. Most, except the organizers.
1: Well, some of them are. Those yellers were on stage earlier. Uh, Just wondering. Just wondering. The Washington Post marked the end of the Obama administration with a list Thursday that likely didn't please the outgoing president's supporters. For the last five years, the Post has made its political fact checker a staple of the publication, ranked by Pinocchio's, Contenders receive one Pinocchio for a little lie and can earn up to 4 for the most outrageous of fibs. Though the Post ran its trademark fact-checker during President Obama's first campaign, it wasn't until 2011 that it became the fixture there. So admittedly, the publication missed some blatant dishonesty. But the newspaper has fact-checked more than 250 statements made by the current president. This was on Thursday, on his last full day of office, in office the Post published a catalog of Obama's 10 biggest lies. You ready? Okay. If you like your health care plan, you can keep it. Okay. Yep, that's a lie. This memorable promise by Obama backfired on him in 2013 when the ACA, or Affordable Care Act, went into effect, and at least 2 million Americans started receiving cancellation notices. As we explained, part of the reason for so many cancellations is because of an unusually early March 23, 2010, cutoff date for grandfathering plans, and because of tight regulations written by the administration, so the uproar could be pinned directly to the administration's own actions. Another one 90% of the budget deficit is due to George W. Bush's policies. During the 2012 campaign, Obama repeatedly reminded voters that he became president during a grim economic crisis. But he went too far when he claimed that only 10% of the federal deficit was due to his own policies. About half of the deficit stemmed from the recession and forecasting errors. But the large chunk, 44%, in 2011, were the result of Obama's actions. At another point, Obama also falsely suggested that the Bush tax cuts led to the Great Recession. Another one, I didn't call the Islamic State a JV team. Well, actually he did. In 14, Obama repeated a claim crafted by the White House communications team that he was not taking—he was not specifically referring to the Islamic State terror group when he dismissed the militants who had been taking over Fallujah as the J.V. Squad. But the fact checker obtained the previously unreleased transcript of the president's interview with the New Yorker, and it's clear that who the president was ref, was referenced—that that's who the pre- president was referencing. But the post did leave out some key falsehoods recited by Obama over the years. Here are a few. Over the past eight years, no foreign terrorist organization has successfully executed an attack on our homeland that was directed from overseas. Okay. Another one. Let me say this as plainly as I can. Oh, performative. By August 31, 2010, our combat mission in Iraq will end. Another one. We have not had a major scandal in my administration. Mm. He said major. So if he's defining the word major, mm-hmm. then he might be right.
8: Mhm.
1: Mhm. Tracktrump.com track-trump.com. Thank you. Follow it. So they are uh, they're there. They're holding his feet to the fire. You know what?
6: You know, actually all those promises down below, they should have a link on when he said it and the context of it. Who? Trump? You know, tracktrump.com. Oh, yeah.
1: Hmm? Sam Altman, Alec Baum, Peter Fetterman, and Gregory Koberger are the uh, track Trumpers. Hmm. So that will be interesting to see if they do. I I just wish they would have done that with Obama. Track Obama. It doesn't have quite the same ring as track Trump. True.
6: Um, Overwatch Obama? But
1: <laughs> This should be the anthem of the movement today in
8: Washington.
1: <laughs> yes. You're running for president, but you're not mine. <laughs> yes, by the numbers, by the Mr. numbers, president. Time to change. Don't forget We will stay woke yeah. Don't forget it You gotta find that I, Yeah I'll have to pull that out that a fan. That's a gem Yeah And then uh, Michael Moore's Region of Resistance His, his region of Region of Resistance <laughs> Yeah So st- we will stay woke I still
6: am not real sure What that's about Um We're going to stay awake? Was that what she was saying? Maybe.
1: Let's see if we can find out. Stay woke. Etymology of stay woke. What the phrase stay woke means. It doesn't mean anything. How woke went from black activist watchword to teen internet internet slang. For years, the idea of being woke was a hallmark of socially-minded black social media, but it's recently crossed over into the broader, whiter internet. Quote, can we talk about how woke Matt McGorry was in 2015? BuzzFeed asked, and it's in a post celebrating the how-to-get-away-with-murder actor for being a cis-hetero-white guy Uh who's also sympathetic to gender and racial inequality.
6: Okay, that's why.
1: Woke, MTV decided, was the new on-fleek On its list of 2016's teen slang, the Twitter is full. Urban Dictionary. Twittering hashtag
6: stay woke often as a joke. It's to keep informed of what's going on around you in times of turmoil and conflict.
8: Hmm.
1: Well, we could, yeah. Being woke means being aware, knowing what's going on in the community. Huh. Y'all, a, t- a a tweet, y'all know they really arrested Cosby to stop him from releasing the new Jello flavor, hashtag <laughs> stay woke. <laughs> Uber, Uber surge cheaper than a Dewey, hashtag stay woke. <laughs> um, wow. Erica Badu, master teacher, oh, in the song Master Teacher, Erica Badu, sing about how they dream of a world where there is no N-words. I hate saying that. But instead, only master teachers. They immediately clarify that they stay woke, meaning that they recognize that although it would be nice, their dream of racial equality is far from reality. But do songs generally consider the first major usage of the phrase,
6: stay woke? The Urban Dictionary gave an iconic or gave a a definition to help define it. And this is the textual example. (laughs) 5'2 white guy, colon. This is what he says. I swear I've been in the gym getting ready for the NBA draft. Person in touch with reality would say, stay woke little blank. You ain't blank. So,
1: (laughs) huh. Um, trigger warning, I don't know anything about this song.
2: Is
6: this is Yoko Ono singing another song.
1: <laughs> it's Erica
6: Baidu. This is quality music right here. Okay. I don't think that word means what you think it means.
1: Stay
2: woke?
1: Okay.
6: Okay. Okay. You know, I don't care if that's another culture. That doesn't mean that that's a good part of that culture. That's garbage. That's crap. That's horrible. Ugh. Ugh.
1: Uh, on this march in London, one London woman used the Statue of Liberty as her costume inspired as she participated in the protest. The Statue of Taking Liberties. Yeah. This is an outrageous. Outrageous. Well, and uh, did you say earlier that um, pro-life women were not allowed to get to join this this march? Is that right? Yes. Hmm. That's inclusive. Yes. So okay. it's not about women's rights. No. It's about. Yes. Liberal. Yes. Crazy. Crazy. Female. Crazy. Gender. Crazy. Assigned women. They'd be Crazy. Well, uh, that's probably all we're going to have today because I don't know if I can take much more of this utter crap. After today, we should be better. Let's get back to some business. Although there is a video of an anti-Trump protester screaming no as Trump is sworn in. It's so sad.
6: What? What? Let me find it here. No, was he like far far away from it Nobody heard it or
1: Well in a crowd In the crowd
7: For the first time ever Anywhere the 45th President of the United States of America Donald J. Trump
8: <laughs>
1: Screeching on the ground like giving birth almost I heard uh, someone say it was uh, actually a homeless person <laughs> upset that people were in their house <laughs> <laughs> oh that is awesome
8: <laughs> oh,
6: yes 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 well <laughs> that is great that is great oh funny
1: so
4: uh I did see some fake news on the protest. Oh, yes? Oh, I think they were. Just some moving handheld camera, and there's a guy in the middle of the road. He just he drops down. He goes, oh, oh, ouch, 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 my <laughs> knee. He said, I just got shot by a rubber bullet. Then he jumped up and ran off.
6: Really? I don't know what. So it was, was like this. an NBA player. They're driving the lane, and you go flying because you got, oh, you know, wow.
4: yes. It was, it was kind of funny.
1: This is how it's going on in D.C. right now and across the land. This is the David Allen Show 2017. This is episode Yay. 46. Yep. Hey, we're Make older, we're older great. than the president, than the amount of presidents. Yes. True. We are coming up to one year of this show.
6: Yeah. It's kind of fascinating.
1: Uh, we will have a 46.1 episode as well, which is the full interview. Yes, 46.1. With, uh, with Kyle from boots on the ground
4: uh, beat in the air <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay. ships ships
1: at sea ships at sea <clears throat> All right uh, we'll come Sorry, I just keep hey! going- I keep watching the circus hey! that's going on in DC. Uh, this is the David Allen hey! show. DavidAllenShow.com. Remember to stay woke, everybody. Stay woke. Stay woke.
6: Stay woke, baby. Uh,
1: uh, And remember, uh, Michael Moore, for all you ladies out there, I've got the commands of Michael Moore to you.
6: Yeah. Brush your
1: nasty teeth. (laughs) Brush your teeth and make coffee. Make coffee. And then call your congressperson every day. Yep. Every day. And post on Facebook and Twitter every day. Every day. Because that changes minds. Because that will put you in the region of resistance. Stay woke, everybody. This is the David Allen Show. Yeah. See you next week. Stay woke.